You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. I'm Jamie Dumont. I'm Rob Russo. I'm Jennifer Samard. And this is The The Fabulous Fabulous Invalid. Hi, guys. Hi there. Hello. Welcome to the almost end of the year. Can you believe it? I can. I really can. Yeah. It's It's been been a year. (laughs) It's been a year. (laughs) It's been a long two years. Well, honestly, we all are like PTSD survivors, it seems like, with the the last two years. America is one big plane crash survivor? (laughs) I don't want to offend. Yeah, I don't know. I don't want to actually offend people with actual PTSD or those who survived the plane crash. Including myself, uh, but it's just yeah. It's I. I look forward to a day when we can all just go. Yeah, right. Oh my god! And shake as one. I, I, <laughs> I look forward to a day where I don't think about who is president, regardless of who the president is. Right? Yeah. I mean, I feel like I went weeks without talk thinking about Barack Obama. You know, <laughs> and now it's like Donald Trump has invaded my every day. Well, let's not think about it. Let's think yeah. about no. Broadway. 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 Although I will say, Jennifer, you very slyly slipped in the plane crash survivor, which you. Actually, are oh yeah, but but maybe we maybe we should have our our listeners Google that and see if they can hunt down what it is. Okay. That's it. And it's if a little they test. don't, yeah. yes, we will tell the story in the new year. Oh, Sounds I love good. that. Um, a little teaser. So what's going on? What's going on? With some Broadway news. Yeah, there is some Broadway news. Oh, am I saying it? Why okay. Not? So yeah. I want to get his name. We're not right. breaking it, but we're no, talking no, no. about this it. No, no, no. This was actually announced a while <laughs> yeah, ago. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago. But yeah. it's really incredible, and we're all we're all so excited about it. I think we're still talking about it yeah. a month or so later, which is that high school junior Andrew Barth Feldman is taking over the role of Dear Evan Hansen from Taylor Trench at the what the beginning of the year? It's In, early, I think the end of January. End of January. End of January. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's a high school junior. He's playing. A high school kid. Yeah. I think it was Paul Wontorek and Broadway.com. They tweeted something that made me laugh. Not 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 Paul's tweet or Broadway.com's tweet, but in response, Taylor Trench. Taylor Trench simply tweeted uh, a little emoji of a balding old man. <laughs> <laughs> Which she is anything but. <laughs> Which she's right. anything That's... but. But it's such, it's, we call him TT at Hello Dolly. It's so TT's sense of humor. It's oh my so gosh. funny. Well, this, this kid, Andrew, is 16 years old. At least he was as of uh, as of the time of the announcement. That's a hard show to perform for you know. I assume Taylor, who's in his thirties, right? I can't imagine a sixteen-year-old doing that show. It's. I mean, I, I can't wait for it. I'm going to have to get a ticket and go see. Um, I, I assume it'll yeah. feel more authentic. I don't know. You know what's sad is I actually don't know how old TT is. I don't know. No, I, I don't have know. to look it up. Years old. That seems a little old. I think he's younger. He's 52. <laughs> Based off that emoji, yeah, he might be, right? Um, no, but I'm, I'm thrilled by it. And what's really cool is that this um, kid, I hate, I hate calling him this kid, Andrew. Like, I don't know him, though. Mr. Feldman. Mr. Yeah, yeah no, that doesn't oh, work either. Junior <laughs> Mr. Feldman. Uh, um, whatever you want to call him. He won the Jimmy Award. Uh, for like best actor last What's the Jimmy last Award, year. Rob? Uh, so the Jimmy Awards, as I understand them, I actually haven't followed this very closely, but they're basically like the high school Tony Awards, right? They host this this ceremony here uh, in New York, and they get high school kids from all across the country who come and perform, and then they get they give out awards for you know achievement. Uh, and he won, I think it was best actor last year 
you know, best actor in a musical or, or something. Wow. And and now, you know, a couple months later, he's going to be in a, the lead in I can't a imagine. Broadway show. I know. If I were, if I had been sixteen, and someone told me, okay. You're sixty. You're going to be the next. You're the next Fontaine on Broadway. <laughs> you're taking over for Randy Graff. I mean, I would if I. Right. I mean, this kid must be so excited. Right. Oh, Are I you can't even fathom. Me? Yeah. Oh my God. I need to back up a little bit. Yes. Yeah. Rob Russo, did you walk in knowing what the Jimmies were, or did yes. you look it up? No, I know. You I'm, knew. Yeah, because I follow the news. Do you know? Don't <laughs> oh, say that like I don't. How dare you? <laughs> Like, I don't follow that. I do like it when Rob gets in, like, a snap. I can be sassy. Jennifer Samar, did yeah. you know what the Jimmies are? I did. Okay. All right. So I'm the fool. All did right. I describe oh, it correctly? You make you... a, as far as I know, but okay. let's fact yeah. check yeah. you yeah, before we'll, we'll we fact this. But I, 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 I never fact check Rob. <laughs> well, usually right. You make an incredible mac and cheese, though. Yeah. We just enjoy oh, it. Well, some. that's my... That's my Gift to the world, I suppose. <laughs> Your mac and cheese. My mac. And Your mom. food is art. It really Truly, is. yeah, that's very sweet. The, of it's you true. The upside down pear cake. What is it? A pear. It's upside down pear cake. Upside down pear cake. Mm. So Beautiful a salad. Soup. A carrot soup. Well, we we usually it's like a grain thing and tofu and so I. But it's I'm winter not, now. So winter, we're eating so mac and cheese. It's, it's mac, yeah. and cheese. <laughs> mac and cheese oh. until June. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you're all no. ready. It's two I, seasons. And I, right. I do not mean to BS you. Food is love, really. And I appreciate it every week. You're incredible. Well, thank you. Yeah. That, that's very, very kind of you. Although you did a moment ago ask me where the cheese plate was. So. Oh, no. Well, every week we have an incredible cheese plate. And, and, and now, now I'm going to be on your ass because you did say one week we will always have a cheese plate. That is true. I'm, I'm sorry. What, what's the second word in mac and cheese? Or the third word in mac and cheese? Cheese. Cheese. <laughs> there will always be cheese. All right. You're right. Aaron, we're getting you a mic. Yeah. <laughs> Aaron is so scared. But you know no, what I'm getting you for Christmas, Aaron? A microphone. You Aww. know what? And also, every podcast I listen to, about this time into the podcast, they end up like, you know, your sound engineer is really like, you know, Carlton the doorman. And, you know, like it becomes the person that you never see that you really want to get to know. Yeah. Well, we're going to get to know Aaron in 2019. <laughs> <laughs> we're teasing a lot on this episode, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. Well, I was going to say that, you know, Aaron, Aaron it, speaking of cheese, Aaron had <laughs> said to me a while ago it's always when we a good were cleaning up transition. something to the fact of, like, I've never eaten so much cheese in my life. Oh, <laughs> so, you so you're welcome. I'm a cheese file, so yeah, it's I not know. true for me. I, 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 I the cheese is I good. All right, well, we, we, we digress into a world of... <clears> of well, congratulations, Andrew Barth Feldman. We can't wait to see you on Broadway. Yeah. Yes, yeah. and I didn't mean to be flippant about the Jimmy Awards, truly. I no, think that's really. great. Yeah. I, I, think in, I think in an age where children are given an award for waking up in the morning, <laughs> the Jimmys actually is a great thing. And, and, and as, as we've discussed before, and as just as evident in, in the world, and they even say in the musical The Prom, Arts education in high school is incredibly important, and so to recognize the students is, I think, a good thing, and I was just me being flippant. No, you're sweet, and um, I'd like to do a PSA to my friend Taylor Trench if he'd like to go shopping for some Gerther's Originals, right. some, like, pince-nez, and some... some depends. <laughs> depends, and maybe some dentures. Um, we'll go together. That's, you're very good. So, Taylor, if you're listening. You'll help him up February the escalator 1st. That's into Feb- the mall. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, Absolutely. good. Well, on that note, I it's think. It's a community, should, you know? It's a, it takes a village. It takes a village. You know, it, you know that. Oh, no, I know that well. Um, on that note, boy, we're a little poppy today. We are. It's as if we've been doing this all day. Pansnay. <laughs> what is that? 
<laughs> yeah, no, that's right. I, I wore those glasses once for I was FDR for Halloween. But that's a different podcast. That's a whole. That's another. That's 2019. Yeah, that's 2019. <sighs> All right, guys. I think Bye. I think we need a little Ashley Park in our life. All right, let's do it. As you all know, Ashley Park stars on Broadway as Gretchen Wieners in the smash hit Mean Girls, for which she was nominated for a Tony Award. Her marvelous portrayal of music diva Mui in K-pop earned her a Drama Desk nomination and won her the Lortel Award. Ashley has been on Broadway in The King and I, Mamma Mia, and Sunday in the Park with George. Welcome, Ashley. What Yay. an intro. <laughs> did, I say, did I say Mui, right? Yeah, Mui. Oh, good. I know. I, when I first got casted, I was like, what is this word? Mui? But now, like, a, a lot of our castmates call me Ash Mui. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like my new nickname, so. Did you know a lot about K-pop before you started in K-pop? You know what? I didn't. I, I remember there were a couple groups that I, like, loved a lot when I was younger, um, but I knew that it was such a, it was one of the first workshops I did when I came to the city, and I was originally in the girl group, um, <laughs> and so I was, like, with it along its journey and stuff like that. I, I'm going to lead in with the first question, which is normally just sort of fun things that we like to ask all of our guests. But mm-hmm. before I do, I'm going to tell these gentlemen a little bit about my observations of you. Oh, my gosh. I, I work with you that. every night. No, no, no. She's I have to, truly, she's I have truly a fun story about you, too. Okay. <laughs> she's truly a light at the theater. She comes around with angel cards at the top of the show. And something, this is leading into my first question, but something that amazes me about you because I'm actually quite um, introverted. I, I, I regain my energy from alone time. And when I, my perception of you is that you're very extroverted. And I'm astounded at the schedule you seem able to keep with such energy and ebullience and a light about you. And mm-hmm. it's truly remarkable to look at. So that being said, how do you recharge your battery? I think that... I think for a while, it's funny, I had a really hard time saying no to anybody and anything. And so that's something that I've learned and adapted better to, but I think I'm, that's so funny that you say that. I think that people have told me recently, wow, you really do recharge from being around people. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I have close friends in the cast too, who are like, you should take a day. Like, why don't you take a day? <laughs> or just like on a Monday, why don't you not do anything? Right. And like, I, you know, I said, you know, I take care of myself, but I really do love being around people so much. And especially at our show, like, when I come from like a day of filming or like I'm so tired, but like that's one of the reasons I do angel cards because seeing everybody and like talking to them makes me so excited to be there again. So I think that, I guess that, yeah, I guess that What's answers What's an angel card? Bit. I'm sorry, I don't know that. Oh, you know what's so funny is I learned them from my Broadway debut was Mamma Mia, mm-hmm. and Judy McLean would go around, and the Broadhurst Theater, it's like all of these different floors, and she would go up to every floor of the theater and she would go, and it's like this baggie of... Um, kind of intentions or directions for the day and every of the angel cards say like light or purpose or um, surrender or something like that Mm -hmm. and I have everybody in the cast like take a card and you kind of apply that angel either personally or on stage for that day um, which makes it fun when you're doing a show for like the 300th time, right? right. Or in Mamiya's case from the 300th year, you know? So, And for me, I, I started doing it I love that example of her. I was like, what a leading lady, like, to interact with everybody on stage before you go on stage. Um, and for me, the king and I, my role in that as Tuptim, I 
truly don't interact with it. Like everybody's side-eyeing me and like I'm so such an outcast for most right. of the show and then all of a sudden act two have to narrate and support an, a, a cast of dancers, 30 dancers in a ballet for 20 minutes. <laughs> and I felt crazy not interacting with anybody and then having to have this huge scene with all of them. So I think that was my way of being like, this is me as Ashley being like, how is your day? And like, oh, you got like patience as your like angel card. Like, what does that mean? You know? And then like getting yeah. to do the show. It like helped me a little bit. I but. did that when I was tapped him too. Yeah. Oh my God. That's my favorite Jen so far. The other day she was like, Ashley, I have to tell you something. That like, was horrible. I was doing summer stock. Uh, in 1992 and in most summer stocks you get cast in maybe three different shows and usually like you're really right for two of the three which was the case with me I was Lily and Annie and Maggie and lend me a tenor and then Tough Tim and the King and I. Oh my gosh, so wrong. I love it so much. And I told, I told, I told that to Ashley. Floor. No, I told that to Ashley. She nearly fell down the I, stairs. No, truly, I did. It was like during intermission or something. And I was like, oh, oh my gosh, God. I need that picture now. Or <laughs> doesn't oh Tough Tim have that crazy high note at the end of Lord and Master? Am yeah, I like yeah. the. I mean, I've never seen a more cruel track in terms of like you come on stage, you say like a line, you bow, and then. You sing the hardest aria that Rodgers and Hammerstein has written with the highest note that they've written. And then you're like, peace. You know? like, <laughs> then you go away. Right. But like, you just like go out, like right out of the gates. happens is right before um, Anna enters and how the way the Lincoln Center was built like Kelly was always like right there in the like in downstairs in the wings oh. like watching which was like always great so I was like okay channel all the soprano that you have <laughs> for you <laughs> Kelly it's, um, it's, a, it's part cheerleader and part terror yeah <laughs> right oh she's yeah. the best yeah you're a beautiful singer and mm -hmm. actress, and comedian, and dancer. You Wait, but I have to say, okay, yeah. so here's my story about you, is okay. that me and, so Erica Henningsen, who's also one of the stars of Mean Girls, we were best friends from college. Um, we've known each other for years, and we've been with each other through so many stages of our life now. Um, and one thing that we did was watch, go watch Disaster together before we knew Carrie and Jen. And we like, I mean, totally fangirl, you know? We were just like, um, and I remember watching you in that show and being like, because at the time, I was still doing King and I, and for a while, I couldn't be seen for anything comedic in the city. I was only drama, drama, you know? Like nobody, everyone was like, oh, she's not funny or anything. And I remember watching that and being like, that like your performance and that was one of the pivotal like oh that is the potential of what you can do with the character like that is like here's a character that was I'm sure she saw these lines and then this is how she fleshed it out and like the potential is massive and that was like one of my comedic inspirations for Gretchen like your performance wow. in that 
Thank you. I don't think I've ever, <laughs> like she's like, I don't think I've ever gotten to articulate. And we have that, to go out and really. drink because we haven't really socialized yet. I know I've because been, we've all been so busy. Well, you've been doing You're, your solo concert, and yeah. I've been doing this. I did offer things. both Sorry. of you a vodka martini. You did. Yeah, I know. Let the record show. You could be. Could you, we have a show no. in like two hours. Can you imagine if we, we went there matters. and like, let me tell you what your problem is. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've got it. Come here. Come here. Let's call Tina. What's hey. your angel card today? Yeah. Oh, it is good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's interesting that you say you couldn't be seen for anything comedic. Did that change with Sunday in the Park with George? Because you were hilarious. Oh, in a part yeah. that's not known for being hilarious, right? Celeste yeah. is not no offense, a standout role, and no. you made it a oh. big standout role, all with a giggle, all with a laugh. I know. I will say, I mean, I still have, one of the things I have framed in my apartment is a letter from Stephen Sondheim that said, um, thank you so much for, or, thank you for, oh, thank you for your opening night gift and also for your giggles <laughs> or something. And in the recording... I'll never forget that James was like, okay, can we just get wild takes of Ashley giggling? I think that was the transition a little bit, because I was like, still, it's still a revival, and it's still like, not an, you know, an older revival, but it was still a revival and a period piece and everything, but um, it felt a lot more me than she, uh, Celeste, the Celeste are a lot meaner than I think Gretchen is though even though she's really a mean girl. yeah I think they're so mean they're like the mean gossips yeah and they're what you would think that the mean girls would be but yeah well <laughs> do you think do you think Gretchen is actually I mean I know they're mean girls and by definition but Gretchen doesn't seem that mean to me no she seems, I think no. Yeah. she seems lost yeah or, or, or wanting all that acceptance and stuff you want I mean how do you what do you what do you think about Gretchen that's what I think is so great about the musical is that um in, well, as soon as you put like singing and dancing to anything, whoever is doing that is going to be a lot more vulnerable than when they're just speaking words, you know? So I think that um, that's what I love about it so much and I love playing the character every night is because like you think you're going into watching these three mean girls and immediately you're like, oh, they're, they're just misunderstood or lost, as you said. And yeah. I think for your character, it happens right away because you've got this beautiful song that right out the gate sets up the fact that you're a lot more complicated than just this ditzy girl, right? Because you, you've got this beautiful song where you talk about, you know, what's wrong with me? Right. And you're asking questions that you wouldn't necessarily think a vapid person would ask. Right. It was a tricky thing for a while. Um, I remember Casey Nicola during the rehearsals was took me aside and was like, hey, this is going to be a really, really tricky thing, and you're going to feel really crazy about it for a while. And I did in the rehearsal room. I remember Carrie actually was kind of guiding me a little bit because there was a lot of times where I'd go off and be like, oh, my gosh, I don't... Um, because in the show, it's all so fast and so funny and a lot of stuff from the movie. And in the rehearsal room, it felt crazy to all of a sudden do this, like, ballad, and it was such a slow and quiet moment and I was like oh my god I'm totally like drowning in it I don't know what you know and Casey was like you've got to trust it you got to trust that once we get in front of an audience like it'll start it'll start to flesh out and I will say it's a testament to um Tina and Jeff and now too because the the script that I came into the show with when I auditioned almost every line is different mm -hmm. except for like the iPhone line leading into the song. Like mm -hmm. they really developed the character in a way that is a lot, that fit the song a lot more. Because originally Gretchen was a lot more manipulative. I think like when, right before the song, she'd be like, oh, what do you think of those two? Like, oh, they're my friends, but like, you know, a lot meaner. And it just, the comedy in DC, it didn't land, it didn't fit in me. And so they really 
changed it, I think, to, to fit this, this new character a little bit better. Yeah. That's actually, that's yeah. fascinating. Yeah. And you're lucky, because that doesn't always happen, not at, right? Oh, not at all, yeah. And Katie, even the lead character, um, she says at the end, you are real, you know, to yeah. your character, which I love. Yeah, you know? oh, I didn't even think of that, yeah. As an audience member, I feel so grateful, because I, I went down to D.C. to see Mean Girls. Oh, oh my gosh, and yeah. seeing it in D.C., to seeing it in Broadway, like, you could write a book. It changed so much. How much yeah. changed. And you could see all the seeds were there, right? And it's it's a testament, as you said, to this creative team and to the incredible. Yeah, well, and cast. to be candid, in terms of Gretchen, since you saw it in DC, yeah. um, Gretchen used to be a lot more about boys, like mm-hmm. who she gonna end up. You know, she sings this beautiful song about like being insecure with girls, and then the whole rest of the show, she's trying to get with a boy, mm-hmm. and she ends up with a boy that she, you know. And for me, I, we did that for all of DC, but I we we had a lot of discussions where I was like, this doesn't feel right or current or accurate you know to this mm-hmm. character like you don't need the solution to a girl's problem right now is not to get the right guy right. you know and they really and I don't think a lot of writers now especially you know like we're always developing stuff like are receptive to that kind right. of stuff and like Tina's like you're right this is not the teenage girl mm-hmm. that is right now this is not the solution right now so mm-hmm. that that really developed yeah. and all that work that you did really shows in the finished product in oh, that yeah. you know the show is just so tight and yeah, it's, it's fun to do because it feels honest. It's funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. How did you, the three of you, are really seem bonded on stage as the mm. as as the three girls? And what was that process like? Did it did it, did it happen naturally in in DC? Has it did, was it immediate? Did it take time? Oh, the three of us. Well, <laughs> it's funny. It's all you know. Uh, I'm I, talking about you, Kate, and, and Taylor. Taylor. Yeah. Right. Well, Taylor is she was in my class at school. So we've been friends since freshman year of college. Oh, Taylor! I thought you said Erica was in your class. Also, Erica. No, so right. Erica. So Erica, who plays Kate, there's four of us, right. right? But Erica is my best friend from school. She was a year under me. Taylor was in my class at school. Also, one of my best friends, and is she this at left. Af- yeah, and she mm-hmm. left after sophomore year. So how this all like came to be? I mean, I was the last person cast in the show, you know, and I was doing. I think a show, I was doing Robin Hood. I was doing Hood down in Dallas when I got this audition. Um, but I knew that t- they'd been involved with it. And I knew that, and like Eric, I still have like the screenshot from when Erica FaceTimed me to tell me she finally got Katie. And I was like, so, I was just so excited for them. But to be honest, like it was never even in my like perfect, you know, like when we hear about stuff, we're like, oh, I could be in that and whatever. I like never even thought I'd be considered for Mean Girls, this, you know? Because um, it was at a time too when I was like, I really, to be candid with you guys, I felt like, I was at a point where I was being brought in for so many things and a lot of people wanted to see me for different things, but it, it, I sometimes felt like I was just a checkbox, like we saw someone ethnic, we saw mm-hmm. an Asian girl for it. So mm-hmm. we saw her, we're not actually considering her to be this role, this role, you know? So when I got this, I was like, I don't know if I can fly back from, you know, and I was coming back for a different callback that I was more invested in, you know? And um, But anyways, with the three of us, so it just, they had no idea that we all knew each other so well. And I think that it's, and also Taylor left after sophomore year and then went to do Bring It On, which she spent years doing with Kate. Right. And me and Kate now, she's like my show wife. We do every, you know, like, <laughs> uh, we share a dressing room, we share on stage together. Like, it's, it was so easy because Kate also has a very, um, she was like a big sister right away. So I came in, I came in, we took the photo that was the poster a week after I was cast. And they'd already, they knew Tina Jeff, they'd done a lab already. So I was like totally new. And so like, they were so great about 
helping me. And even when during rehearsal for DC, when I, it was truly felt like a put in because they had already done this entire lab and they had the show already. And I was doing K-pop that entire time. And so I was like, which was truly the most draining thing I've ever done um, in a great way. But so they, they guided, so it was a lot of trust and like throughout the entire, this entire year, there's, you know, there's been a lot of eyes on Mean Girls, of course, and especially like the Mean Girls and Mean Girls. And I think that if we didn't all like trust, like the onstage stuff is the easy stuff. Like we all trust each other so much and like we're looking out for each other and like, you know, with all, with all the scenes and developing and stuff like that, that um, it was just really great that we all felt very safe with each other. Right. We never really do this, but how'd you like to have lunch with us this week? Oh, it's okay. No, no need for you to thank us, but there's no need to even speak. You're new and you don't know things. You need good friends who can tell you what to think. See you here same time tomorrow. On Wednesdays we wear pink. On Wednesdays we wear pink. ask you, um, if you were talking a little bit about, a moment ago you said, you know, you felt like you were being brought in to check a box, right? Like mm. we've, seen mm -hmm. the, we've seen the Asian actress, um, which is a kind of a bigger, longer conversation. Totally. But um, is there a role out there that you want to play that you don't, wouldn't necessarily be thought of for? Huh. You know what's great is that I think that my answer now is different than it was a year ago. I really do think, that, you know, and I don't know what that's in part to, but I, I do feel like there's, if I wanted to play something, like I could I could be a, a truer part of the conversation than I, than I would have been or someone who looks like me would have been. Um, I think that I'm more than in terms of how I look, I'm really interested in playing like, um, a, a female character in a musical that isn't just the girlfriend or isn't just, you know, like I think that that's, that's something that the musical theater canon is kind of like playing with right now in terms of the rhetoric or vernacular of like a female, like strong female character in a show. Um, well, you've I mean, played a lot of strong. I mean, Tim, yeah, 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 that's true. Tim is a very strong woman. Yeah. When, when you look at the sort of badass things that she does. It's I mean, true, yeah. If you, especially if you look at the ballet, the small house of Uncle Thomas. I mean, she is really throwing it up in in their faces. Right. All the things she thinks that's wrong with the world she lives in. Right. And that's that's that to me. That's a badass. I'll tell you what my answer would have been a couple of years ago. Like for sure, my favorite musical of all time is Wicked, and I realized very quickly that I'm definitely Glinda and not an Alphaba, even though like what I would be seen for in the room is an alphabet, you know? And so I think that's something that for sure I wouldn't have been, I wouldn't be considered for, you know, that I'd yeah. be like, oh, 
I love that role. But I think that I'm really interested in, in terms of musicals, like originating roles mm. now, too. Well, that leads me to my other question, which is, because you've, you've done revivals and you've done a new musical. Yeah. So I think you just answered it, which is, which are you preferring at the moment? Right. Well, and, and in part, and I've said this to a lot of people when they're like, oh my God, that's your fr- like you're originating. Like, how's that feel? And I said, I think that this process has felt a lot like a revival because we have this Mean Girls movie that is so iconic from the 2000s that like... People, I, people are still coming in with the perception of what the character is or what should be, and it was about us. Like, I haven't watched the movie since I was cast, you know, like us putting our own stamp on it and, like, going back to the, to the words on the paper and being like, who is this character, what's her spine, and how can I make that feel good on me? Like, if it's very... That's exactly what my process was for any revival that I've done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you getting any kind of fan feedback in terms of, like your Gretchen not being the Gretchen that they expect from the movie? Yeah, I expected, and I expected a lot of, I, th- I guess we all kind of expected negative feedback just because we were, like, very realistic in terms of, like, oh, you didn't have this line or you didn't have that line, you know? But I think, uh, luckily so, at least what I've heard is, like, it's just so many people connect so much with the song What's Wrong With Me and, like, really connect with the character of Gretchen and stuff like that. So I've, I th- like a lot of the fans have been really, really lovely in that way, and it always it always means a lot to me in that way that they would feel that, yeah. It's a beautiful song. We actually put it on the show already. Oh, we, really? We, um, I'm trying to remember what the context was, we, but we, we met with Jocelyn Bio, the playwright of uh, Schoolgirls. Oh. We were talking about Mean Girls versus Schoolgirls, and uh, Jamie had, had put in a, a snippet of. Yeah, it was my first. Song. That's the first thing I'd ever heard. I remember like getting you know, the plunk out of the, for the audition or whatever and sitting in this room in Dallas and being like, as soon as I read the lyrics and whatever, I was like, oh, I get her right away. Tell me who we hate today and I will fall in line. Hug me while my shoulders tense and we'll pretend we're fine. Though we both know one day there'll be blood on the floor but which one will betray? I think all of us feel that way all the time, but especially for me, like growing up, and it was never like a question. But for me, uh, to be you know real, I if I was ever in a room with a white girl, I was always going to be second. You know, like that's just how I was like kind of wired to work, and I don't feel that way anymore. But you know, um, so what's wrong with me? I was like, oh, I just totally get what she, you know. I totally understand where she is in high school, but I also like it's. Vi- I've never had a song where like I really even when I'm not feeling well like I I at the I always enjoy singing it every night like I've never had a song in a musical where like I truly feel that every person in the audience is really listening at some point that's you know what I mean to connect in that way and like I'm so glad that that was like the core of the character that they held on to yeah that's a gift right and they and they added that for 
your character yeah, as we, well. Yeah, like so we get to sing a mini duet. Yeah. The reprise, I guess you'd call it. No, it is. Too. Yeah, because that I they're like, oh, that is one of the themes too. Is like it's an ever, it's this circle that like. Well, to your point, going. everyone can relate to it and see themselves in it. So, Miss Sad Mrs. George, who doesn't know how to parent her daughter, right, has a moment where she sings it, and then you join in. Well, my thing is, I think they are always wondering. They're like, oh, I guess we don't really wrap up all the characters in a bow. And I was like, no, that is that's Gretchen's ending right there when she sings that because you're like, what happens to Gretchen? She grows up to become Mrs. George. Mm-hmm. I think you know. That kind of thing. And you so. said when you were growing up. So what what is the greatest lesson you've learned from your family or a family member? Oh and gosh. how and maybe and how it relates to what you're currently doing in, in, in your career. Oh well they've been actually in you know, in recounting what your first question, which was how do you recharge so much? Why do you mm-hmm. you know, especially with people, I mean, I've been very open about like my cancer experience mm-hmm. and where in high when my high school experience wasn't in a cafeteria. I was like going through rounds of chemo, mm-hmm. and like my diagnosis or my protocol was that I would I was alone in a room for like eight months, like totally isolated. So I think that since then, I so that's why I do theater is because you're constantly around people. So I like totally thrive in that energy and being around people because I was so deprived of that, and I love collaborating and interacting. And I think that the greatest gift has been like. After that, my parents are just, I mean, my parents, my family, everyone is just so supportive, and they, um, they've never been stage parents, you know, they've, they've been just very supportive and lovely, and they always have, like, faith in me, but they always want to make sure I'm healthy, you know? Yeah. My, my dad was, like, he was, like, when he saw me and girls for the first time in D.C., he was, like, was that chicken thing in the movie? That was funny. And I was like, what, chi-? like the caca, yeah, like yeah, that yeah. thing. But I was like, is it a chicken? And also like, no, it wasn't in the movie. I, I, it's a bird of prey, I would say. I know. What, right? what animal are you making? Do you make- I think of like a very, I think if I was an animal, I'd be like a very like, either a, my, my Patronus is a dolphin. But like, <laughs> but like, just like a very like exotic and very excited bird, you know? Um, so I think that is what I'm going for. Sometimes, I mean, sometimes when I've been like a little under the weather, it's like a pigeon. Yeah. Just choking on pollution, like George Carlin used to say. And you're definitely, you're Patronus, you're definitely House Hufflepuff. We've just Yes. Um, yes. Hufflepuff. I'm Gryffindor. Sorry. You are Gryffindor. Slytherin rising, but Gryffindor. <laughs> I know. I don't know what my rising <laughs> is. Jennifer had to explain what all of that meant to me earlier because oh I'm not a Harry Potter yeah. person. Um, but, you know, I do... I do, I do understand certain things in popular culture, okay. <laughs> but just not that one. You're a Tales of the City person. I am a Tales yeah. of the City person. Are we allowed to mention uh, Tales of the City? Oh, definitely. Okay, great. Yeah, so, it's all wait, are you are you playing uh, Dee Dee's daughter? Who are you playing? No, originally they had wanted... Dee Dee doesn't have kids in this, but you know how like she has kids with... They originally yes. wanted that to be the case, but I think that they had a hard time... The the timing is all a little bit fudge, right? Because it's been like twenty something years or whatever. Yeah, and they're so, marrying a few books. So right? I'm now living. I, I'm just. I'm one of the residents of the new Barbary Lane. So like, uh, there's this whole like beautiful thing of like the old generation kind of mixed with the new generation of residents there. And like, Ellen Page is playing Shauna, who is the baby Connie's baby. Right. That was you know. Um, so we're really close friends. You're talking we're to an aficionado. Huh? Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I'm. So I, me and my brother live in the pen shack on the roof. Oh, you so live in Ryan's was, old apartment. Yeah. So what's funny is that they. Ori- 
You really know yeah, them. He knows That's staff. amazing. Yeah. But we had... I, I moved to San Francisco in 1987 oh my God. thinking I was Marianne Singleton, and it turns out I'm Dee Dee Day. So that was my journey. Wait, that... That's, that's true. Like the one who lives in the mansion. That is so funny. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Hey, I'd rather be Dee Dee. Yeah. Um, yeah, no. It's, so it's, yeah. So what's funny is we were supposed to shoot all of our things in, uh, because it's on the roof, like as an exterior mm. in San Francisco, but because they were like decided to build it instead. But so all the stuff that we did in our pen shack was in the first episode. So on Tuesday, we filmed three scenes from the first episode and then three scenes from the last episode just because it was mm. all in that location. So we were like, what's going on? <laughs> like... But speaking of Mean Girls, you guys have a curtain to make. So I want to I wanna get you to your theater um, on time. But we, we always ask uh, every guest this, this question. So Ashley, what was that show that you saw when you were little that did it for you, that gave you the theater bug? Was there a particular show? Oh, gosh. I, didn't, I actually never saw a Broadway show until I was about to be a senior in high school. Um, that was my make-a-wish, was to come to New York for the first time and watch a show. What was the show you saw? Well, I was very lucky in that... Um, the Make-A-Wish Foundation in my region, like the godmother, like the head of it was um, the mother of someone I did theater with. So she like took very good care of us. And we saw Lion King, Wicked, Spring Awakening, and Chorus Line. Oh, wow. oh. oh my God, I will never forget to. Um, <laughs> she's going to kill me. My sister, I remember us asked, uh, I was doing some like regional show. And we were like, do you think like, Audrey, do you think you could come to Broadway or whatever? And she goes, Oh, well, Chorus Line did, so you definitely can. Oh, like, she, like, she has no idea. She also was like, when I first got Mean Girls, I was like, Audrey, you're going to China for you. You can't come back. Like, you're, you're going to miss Mean Girls, because at the time, we were only doing it in D.C., and she was like, oh, tape it. <laughs> Anyways, what show? I think, like, honestly, like, I remember watching Wicked when I was, like, in Detroit or something like that, or, like, watching musicals at, like, the high school, Pioneer High School that I eventually did shows at, and being, like, yeah, loving it. I mean, I, I grew up at, like, my, one of my favorite movies was, movies was The Sound of Music, so I think a lot of Julie Andrews, like, really affected me. It was the movie musicals that, like, I grew up with, and honestly, like, the age, in the 90s, like, the... The Disney movies, like animated Disney movies, I consider those like those the are musicals, like musicals too. Yeah, yeah. many yeah. of them have become. Yeah. Uh, we had musicals. we had a guest we had a guest recently who said it was a film. Yeah, that was his yeah. inspiration. I really yeah, I really think it was like yeah. the Sound of Music. I really think it was the yeah Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin. Oh my god, mm. I loved Aladdin and Simba. I had a big crush on Simba, and it, like it was a it was a big conversation. My mother was like. The, <laughs> it's a lion. Like, you can't have a crush on him, but Aladdin was so good to have a crush on. And then Mulan came out, and I was like, oh, mind blown. Pocahontas, all of those. So I really think it was the Disney movies. Yeah, well, that's, yeah. I mean, they're very, that, that's, I think, one of the great things of those movies is that they're inspiring to a lot of people in many right. different ways, right? right. It's, it's somebody seeing Mulan and saying, I can be that person, or right. somebody seeing whatever it is. When I think that's the coolest part about doing Gretchen is that it's not only, you know, little Asian girls who say, that, you know, like a lot of people are inspired just by like the character that has been developed or whatever, but I know like a lot of, um, I, I would have loved to have 
a, you know, someone who looks like me play Gretchen when I was, like, growing up and be like, oh, I can do that, you know? And so it's it's a very, like, weird and odd experience to, like, kind of be on the other end of it a to little bit. To be the one doing that for yeah. thousands and thousands of people that we, will come. Right. And we talk politics a lot on this podcast, but um, whether it's politics or theater or any walk of life, mm-hmm. representation matters. This is why yeah. it matters, you know? And I, I think we've said this before. I'm sorry if I'm repeating it, but when Janine Chisori wrote... Ring of Keys, one of the things she was saying is that, you know, little girls need to see something to believe that they can become it. Right. You know, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, just to I was add just on say, to your you, point. You, you can't be what you don't see. Right? Yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah. yeah. I'm so excited for like the little Asian and black and Hispanic Regina's and Karen's and Katie's yeah. too. Um, and that's one thing. Coming. Let's Can yeah. we just applaud Tina Fey and co for how I think our cast, the casting is really diverse we have a really colorful stage oh yeah and that and you know that's not the case everywhere so more of that please mm-hmm. yeah yeah and your kids your your, your company they look like they america look like they america. america they look like america look like high school kids and i don't just mean age wise but they just look like what america high, and different what america body high types too yeah. Every, you but know that's, that's what a huge I mean. thing that's a huge thing there's the body thing. types as well and yeah. like I love that. And she's also written alternative lines for when different people go, you know, because there are very, there's sometimes very specific lines in terms of like how people look and stuff like that. And so she's written some alternative lines for when there's like a black Regina or like something like that. Well, one of the things when I saw the show that, that really made me so happy was not only that, you know, the show is so incredible and so great, but that it will be licensed and high schools across America will be doing Mean Girls someday. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's like the perennial problem of a high school, like, You've got Tevye, you've got, you know, all these male characters driving these musicals, mm-hmm. and you've got a pool of really talented, interested, excited young women who want to perform. And here in Mean Girls, right, six principal characters are females. What name another musical where that is the case? Yeah. Other than like six little women. Old mama Rose. Right. We are we are so oh. lucky. We're so lucky. All righty. We Ashley. gotta get you to the theater. Yeah, we'll get you to the theater. <laughs> right. Thank you for coming down. I'm it was look, a I'm delight. like chowing down now. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Ciao. <laughs> Love you. Rob here with You May Be Wondering. During our conversation with Ashley, she mentioned that fellow mean girl Taylor Louderman, a.k.a. Regina George, has been a friend of hers since freshman year of college, and that Erica Henningsen, a.k.a. Kitty Heron, her best friend, was a year under her in college. So you may be wondering, wait, did the entire cast of Mean Girls go to college together? Or better yet, does everyone on Broadway go to the same school? Sometimes it does feel that way, and for a very good reason. Not every college or university has an acting or musical theater program, but among the ones that do, there's come to be a handful that are highly competitive standout programs for training the most talented performers in the industry. The University of Michigan, where Ashley, Taylor, and Erica received their training, is routinely ranked as having one of the very best musical theater programs in the country. Michigan alumni include actors Etai Benson, Gavin Creel, Darren Criss, Hunter Foster, Alex Gimignani, David Allen Greer, James Earl Jones, Andrew and Celia Keenan-Bolger, Christine Lati, Lucy Liu, Douglas Sills, and Jennifer Laura Thompson, to name a few. And Michigan's track record is not limited to just performers. Other alumni include playwright Arthur Miller. You've probably heard of him. Director Jack O'Brien, producer Jeffrey Seller, composer Jeff Marks, the songwriting duo Pasek and Paul, and costume designer Martin Pacladinez. Back in September, Playbill did a survey of where all the actors slated to perform on Broadway in the 2018-2019 season went to college. 
Their findings showed that by a long shot, New York University, or NYU, is the most represented. But coming in second was the University of Michigan. Other prominent schools include the University of Cincinnati's College Conservatory of Music, or CCM. That's where fellow Mean Girls cast member Kyle Selig went, and fabulous invalid co-host Leslie Kritzer went. There was also the American Musical and Dramatic Academy, Carnegie Mellon University, Boston Conservatory, Yale, the University of North Carolina School of the Arts, and Juilliard. Well, those are all schools that are well-known for their programs. I was a bit surprised to learn that Oklahoma City University and Point Park University in Pittsburgh came in eighth and ninth, training nearly 40 current Broadway performers between them, including Kelly O'Hara. You may be wondering, sounds like there might be a correlation causation question here. Does going to NYU or the University of Michigan mean you'll get cast in a Broadway show? Of course not. But just like every Supreme Court justice went to Harvard or Yale, America's most competitive law schools, it shouldn't be surprising that alumni of the most competitive arts programs in the country happen to supply the largest number of performers on America's most competitive stages. Keep in mind, though, many legends like Ethel Merman, Bernadette Peters, Donna Murphy, Bette Midler, and even the fabulous invalid's own Jennifer Samard, all of whom coincidentally share a Hello Dolly connection, either never attended or graduated from college. Next time you're at the theater, take a look in your playbill and see if you can spot the Michigan alumni on stage. Chances are, it won't be hard. Jennifer here. That's our show. Thanks for listening. You can hear us anytime on iTunes. The Fabulous Invalid is a production of O&M Etc. and The Fabulous Invalid LLC. Our theme music is by Lucky Chops. Today's episode was edited and engineered by Aaron Kaufman. Find us online at thefabulousinvalid.com and on social media at Fabulous Invalid. And be sure to tune in next Wednesday. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.